Hello and welcome to According to John. Oh, today's a good day. We are, uh, we're going to be talking about, does God give up on people? And uh, some deep theology here. And this is foundational. I love I, I, whoever asked these questions. I don't know, but they're wicked smart, you know, and they want to know the truth. If right. you don't know the truth, you ain't free. Amen. I don't know this bad Amen. English, but hey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but this is going to be good theology. This is foundational to yeah. developing a biblical worldview right. and not being driven about by every wind of doctrine. This is huge, and we're going to have a lot of fun as we look at it together. Yeah, I think we will have fun. And, um, you know, of course, uh, I don't know when this is going to go up, but today we have like two inches of slush outside four on the other side of the river four inches of muck april 19th <laughs> april. we were just in florida two weeks ago yeah well god's showing you that you needed to be back in new york and then wanted to give you a little bit of what you missed <laughs> this is some of what i missed right here <laughs> we can't tell the audience what's in this cup amen i had it's not it's not liquor it's stronger than that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> caffeine and uh yeah it might be some caffeine in this cup so here's the funny thing i gave some coffee to some guests of mine and after they were done they said uh pastor uh you need to put warning labels on your coffee <laughs> here's what i say about his coffee the problem with john's coffee is in three days you start getting tired again <laughs> Dude, it will jack you up. <laughs> he knows that I've had enough coffee when I can't write my notes anymore. My hand handwriting is all squiggly. Dude, yeah, legit. Because I'm jacked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jacked about truth, though. Uh, let's get on it. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And we are uh, going to be covering, does God give up on people? And I just want to take a minute, though. And thank everyone for listening. God bless you. Thank, thank you. you for tuning in. Uh, Duke and I, we really pour a lot into our podcast. And so if you are not listening to Pastor Duke, to go to any podcast platform, put in Pastor Duke, he'll come right up. And, uh, man, he's got a solid one. Uh, but just put a solid one up on education and morality, man. That yeah. was the devil's matrix in the last days, just kind of blinding the minds of those who know not Christ. Yeah. And it was, oh man, it was such a good one. So, Hey, uh, but you're listening to according to John and man, we are ready to get in it. Brother, why don't you open us in a word of prayer and we'll get started. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God. Help us to share the word of God with passion, with uh, balance and uh, love to our listeners. Thank you for them. And just use our efforts to build them up in the faith strengthen them and make them fruitful in their labors for Christ. So just uh, make this next uh, 30 or 40 minutes a blessing. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Does God give up on people? And I've had, I've had several people who are like, Oh, you know, God, they mess up. Right. And, and the truth is some of us mess up on purpose and some of us mess up just because we made a poor decision and it wasn't on purpose. And as people are growing in their, or they have such a past where they say, God can't love me, right? They think they're unlovable or something like that. And I think, man, how in the world can you think you're unlovable when God 
died for you, right? This is a, a there's so many facets that come together on this diamond of, mm-hmm. of biblical truth. There's the facet of um, uh, the unpardonable sin, right? Uh, what is that? I think that's very simple. You reject Jesus, but the unpart and that's the only unpardonable sin is. Uh, blaspheming the Holy Spirit or which is rejecting, rejecting Jesus. Christ. Yeah. So we could go into an hour of theology on that. Uh, does God give up on people? Will we know he hung in, hung in, hung in on so many people. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a point and it's going to be your, your main text here out of Romans chapter one, where yeah. it said God gave them up and the spirit of the Lord won't always strive with man. And so this is not a yes, no question. This this is something that just goes deep and it's important to understand the mind of God right. and the deeper theology mm-hmm. so that you can be strong in, in your, in your stand here. Right. And I, I think once we start looking at this, what we're going to find out is God loves us. He doesn't give up on us. It's us who give up on him. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> well, our podcast is now over. <laughs> no, but having a strong theological foundation. <laughs> I don't know why he loves me so much. But... <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that one out. You know? <laughs> but the deep theological truths to understand the mind of God, that he doesn't give up on people easily. Right. And he has to bring in the general revelation of God. Mm-hmm. It comes in, you know, Jesus lights the path of every man that comes into the world. But when he speaks to us, he's kind of expecting that we will respond. But, you know, you and I were talking earlier and here we were discussing how, you know, God has given his ultimate gift and that's his son, Jesus. And the problem is, when people deny him or they're like, oh, no, thanks, God, that's not good enough. It's, it's kind of like what we were talking about. If we get a gift, and and I did this one time, man, this is before I knew Jesus, right? And boy, I'm being vulnerable sometimes. When I'm going. <laughs> Be careful, John. <laughs> I know. So uh, this is well before I knew Jesus. I think I was uh, 18 years old at the time, 19, and this lady gave me a gift. And, uh, I saw her again, I don't know, the next week or a few days later. And she was like, oh, how did you like your gifts? And what it was, was she gave me a calendar with horses on it because she, she heard I liked horses. And then she gave me some cologne, uh, with, it was Stetson because it had the, the lasso on it. Yeah. And. She's like, hey, I hope you liked your gifts. And I said, hey, the calendar was pretty cool, but the, the cologne smelled like crap. <laughs> Only I did <laughs> That's what I'd have done. <laughs> Saved or not. <laughs> Sherry. But you're illustrating this well. This is a good right? illustration. I didn't know where you're Sherry, going with that, but I do now. Sherry wanted to crawl under the carpet because it was Sherry's friend. And she didn't like me to begin with. She only gave me the gifts because she loved Sherry. And then, but so here's, but she at Duke, she asked me what I thought. I didn't want to lie to her. I should have been more gracious. You should have lied, John. I should. (laughs) There's special dispensation to lie 
about things, and that's one of them. So I, we'll do I, another I, podcast. Right? That. Yeah. When is it okay to lie? When is it okay to lie? <laughs> um, but you know, and then looking back, of course, um, I saw her face drop mm-hmm. because she didn't have to get me a gift, and she didn't have to spend her her hard earned money for a gift for me, knowing she didn't even care for me. She did it because she loved Sherry. And then in my uh, quote-unquote appreciation, I I blew her out of the water. Yep. And the gift that God wishes to give to us far exceeds uh, a calendar right. and some cologne. Right. And it far exceeds it. Like it's the most valuable gift in all of existence, yeah. not just the world, but all of existence. Yeah. And when we deny God's gift as people um, is very similar to what I did only on an exponential level. Yeah. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we reject that gift. Ooh, right. The wrath of God abideth on them. And that we're going to do a podcast on the wrath of God. Because I think that's real important for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Very important. Very totally important. neglected mm-hmm. these days. Right. It is because we're on this love movement. It's not hard to find it in the Bible, though, is it, John? No, it is not. So uh, after this one, and, and it might be directly after this one. So this one will go up uh, next Tuesday, and then and then the wrath of God will follow that. But so does God give up on people? Well, if we're going to answer this question, I thought, hey, let's go into... Romans chapter one, and Paul is writing to the saints. We find in Romans chapter one, verse seven. And the reason I'm pointing out verse seven is because there is a a difference between the righteous and the unrighteous. And so Paul yeah. is right. I mean, so Paul is writing to the saints here in Romans chapter seven, uh, or chapter one, verse seven, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Beloved of God, called to be saints. These are God's children. This is who he's writing to. And then he tells us the purpose of Romans in 117. And so the purpose that Paul's writing the book of Romans is to preach the gospel. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. In 117, uh, Paul is, is going to expound on telling people how to get saved, preaching the gospel. We t- matter of fact, we call it the Romans road today, right? Amen. And then he starts immediately comparing the righteous with the unrighteous and man and in doing so this gets ugly duke it does but it's bringing into a practical theological which is answers theology isn't just some kind of study theology is the answers that right. we that we're looking for and that we need it's the foundation mm-hmm. of our thinking and they're already that you know when you get saved and your sins are forgiven and you 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 have eternal life, 
you want other people to have that. Absolutely. So you start sharing your faith without even knowing about the Great Commission and go you there for a teach. You just do it because the Holy Spirit's inside of you. And then you have people that like look at you like you're an idiot. And what do we do now? So I have a late young lady in my church and I'm not going to give names, but she gets saved uh, her and her husband both. And they both get baptized. I just baptized them here not too long ago. And she's getting blown up because she goes to church and she said, you know, pastor, my life, she goes, I've done some like I've done my share of things. We'll just put it at that. And she goes, I've not always been good. <laughs> and she goes, and of all the things people are choosing to blow me up over is going to church. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, where were they when I was doing things that was actually hurting me? <laughs> I go down to my little town, Lucas, Ohio, and sell drugs, and the cops would drive by and give me the evil eye. Then I got saved, went down to the same corner and preached the gospel to those that were selling drugs, and they ran me out of town. <laughs> Unlawful assembly. Dude, so how crazy, okay, how crazy are we? What about the the guy literally last week, I think it was last week, in South Carolina, guy goes in, black guy goes into the mall, shoots up the mall, shoots 14 people. And within a few hours, they release him and put him back on the street. Catch and release. Yeah. Within a few hours, dude, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and then here... You have, I have a friend of mine who, uh, he was there January 6th, right? The, the, the quote unquote insurrection act. So are we. Yeah. And they got video of him praying with the police officers on the steps. And he got arrested, got like a $2,000 fine and thrown in federal prison in Brooklyn, which is one of the worst federal prisons in the United States. For 50 days. Mm -hmm. Thank God this world's not our home, amen? We're just passing through. Yeah, and... What a wicked world we're living in. And that's the whole point is like, you know, for... The bad seems to be good now, and the good is bad, but I'm telling you, that is not what God says. And in the context of Romans chapter 1, it refers to the act of God completely abandoning the unrighteous. Now, there's a lot of stuff here that we're going to talk about and we're going to cover because what? God is abandoning the unrighteous? God is actually turning his back on someone? Mm-hmm. Duke, that's not the God we know. Yeah, jump in here, Johnny. Go this ahead. Some deep stuff here. Yeah, so as the, as the wicked deserted God, God in turn deserts the wicked. Right? God's like, oh, oh okay. Because, and I tell people all the time, listen, God's a gentleman. He is not going to force Jesus down your throat. He's a gentleman. But with that comes a heavy price for the non believer. Mm-hmm. And God will no longer give them divine direction, He'll no longer restrain them, but He'll allow them to corrupt themselves as they wish. I know in my journey, in my struggles to fit all these things together, 
And it was motivated by my desire to bring people to Christ Mm -hmm. and watching them oftentimes rejecting him. Thank God for hundreds, maybe thousands that did say yes to Jesus through our ministries through the years. But boy, for every one that says yes to Jesus, there's been a whole bunch of people say no. And that breaks our heart. Absolutely. But but not only does it break our heart, it breaks God's hearts. So how, how long will the spirit of the Lord strive with man? Uh, Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father draws him. John 1, 9 says, Jesus Christ lighteth the path of every man that cometh in the world. Okay, explain John. that. No, no, explain the, the lights, the path, because that's significant. Okay. This chapter, I think, explains mm-hmm. lighting the path. In a moment, I'll turn it over to you to, to pull those scriptures out as, as you feel led of the Lord. But God loves us. We're fallen we're depraved, we're in darkness, but he loves us. Mm -hmm. He has a plan. He sent his son uh, to pay the price for our sin. Then he sends his Holy Spirit through door to door of our hearts, through the generations to illuminate us, to shine the light. He lighted the path, illumination. He lights our path. Uh, so that we can understand the gospel. He knocks, Revelation 3 says he knocks on the door of our heart, Mm -hmm. and we must open the door, or we have a choice. Mm -hmm. We can open it, or we can... Oh, we can walk away. Yeah. And and, and, And here's one of the things that people don't understand. When they walk away... And God giving, then God gives them over to their own depraved mind or their own depravity. That is a judgment of God. God says, you don't want me? Okay. Here's your choice. Mm -hmm. Your choice. It's on you. I sent a savior. I sent the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I gave you my written word. I sent someone to personally tell you about Jesus and how great he is and how much he loves you. And you choose to say no to that i know so how about said, okay you, you heard about the guy uh he was in his house and the flood waters were coming he he goes out on the porch and he sees the waters arising and then he goes to the second floor looks out the window the waters are rising and he starts praying lord lord you got to save me he gets to the rooftop and the waters are rising now because the second floor is underwater at this time and and so he's crying out god save me and so uh here comes a boat and the guys are like, hey, get in the boat. Uh, the water's rising. Your house is going to go over in the flood. And the guy's like, no, God's going to save me. And so the boat drives away. And then a little while later, you know, here comes another boat. And the guys in the boat say, hey, jump in the boat. The water's rising. And it's going to take away your house. You're going to die. And he goes, no, God's going to save me. And so that boat leaves. Now, by this time, he's on the chimney <laughs> because the roof is underwater. And here comes a helicopter. And he lowers down the, the rope ladder and they speak in the speaker, grab hold of the rope ladder. And the guy says, no, God's going to save me. And so the helicopter leaves and the guy dies. He drowns, gets to heaven. He's like, God, I thought you were going to save me. And God said, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What more did you want? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like God does all of this stuff. Only he does it in Jesus. And people were like, no, I got this. And what you gave was just a little story. But what God gave us isn't just a story. It's reality. It's It's eternal reality. Mm -hmm. 
and it's sacred to God, mm-hmm. his yes. son. He yes. loved his son. Yes. He gave his son. Mm-hmm. He suffered the wrath of, of God's holiness against our sins. Mm-hmm. He died for our sins, was buried, rose again for our uh, for the uh, our justification and his glory. And if we spurn beneath our feet oh. the precious yeah. blood of Jesus, yeah. we've crossed the line. Right. And so what happens that we find from people that cross the line, we find that in Romans one eighteen that God gave over the ungodly and the righteous. Here it is in Romans one eighteen. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. In other words, you deny the truth of God. You deny the truth of reality. Let's just let that sink in. Who suppress mm-hmm. the truth. Man, we are living in a world that suppresses mm-hmm the truth. And that suppress literally is a conscious decision to push it down and not deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we're at today. It's a sad chapter, isn't it? Man, it is a, yeah, this is uh you know, we say we're going to have some fun because we're going to try and lighten it up. But the reality is, dude, this is a heavy chapter for those who are not saved. Now, for those who are saved, know Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. This should spur you to witness. This should move you to tell your loved ones about Jesus, right? Because the day does come where God gives them over to a reprobate mind and then says, you are without excuse. And that is what we're going to find. Now, Romans 1.18, the ungodly or the unrighteous, these are the godless and the wicked. Now, who are the wicked? That's another thing because people are like, I'm not wicked, but all of us are wicked. Yeah. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Yeah, and all means all, and that's all all means. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything wrapped up. I wake up. up at 2 o'clock in the morning, and that phrase goes through my mind. <laughs> Stop it, John. <laughs> So it says here uh, in 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 and 11, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Now, the love of the truth is not Jesus. It's the truth that Jesus brought to this world so that we could be saved, so that we would know the truth. And the truth and love are kind of the same coin aren't they they are and and what we have today is we have a lot of churches and a lot of pastors and shame on you pastors if you're one of them and same shame on you christians if you're one of them where you only preach love but you won't preach the whole truth yeah the time will come but they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears well we don't like that's negative don't <laughs> that's negative dude i want to punch him in the face when I hear Don't that. Do that Don't do that. I know. Just pray for I, it. Pray for I, it. <laughs> Listen, the I other, want to too. The but. other day I, I was, someone was talking to me and they said something and I go, I just want to punch you in the face. <laughs> but Jesus and me won't let me do that. Amen. <laughs> but I love God so much. I'm going to spare you. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, don't sometimes I had someone leave my church one time because, and all the way out the door, 
all the way out the door. All they kept saying was, God is love. God is love. God is love. And I went, yeah, but also just and righteous and holy. And those whose names are not found in the uh, book of life are cast where? In the lake of fire. Yeah. And so here it says. And God's love causes, I think he weeps as mm -hmm. his holiness makes that reality makes it that their reality right it was never god's intention no he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance yeah. that he gives us the gift he sends his son he sends his spirit he gives us his word he convicts us he knocks on the door of our heart he lights our path and at that point we have to choose well and that and that's the whole thing with 10 here right second Thess thessalonians 2 10 where it says, uh, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. It was God sends his word through Jesus Christ so that we might be saved. In verse 11, and for this reason, God will send them strong delusion mm -hmm. that they should believe the lie. That they all, and all means all, and that's all all means, may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. That is verse 12. And so God literally will send a delusion so that people can't believe the truth. And so the question is that we're going to answer today is, does God give up on the people? No, he doesn't give up on the people. He just gives the people what they ask for. It's kind of like he draws a line in the sand and he stands there at that line. He says, don't go there. Mm -hmm. Come here. I'll give to you eternal life. Please don't. And yet he holds us accountable for our choice. Right. Choose you this yep. day whom That's you right. will serve. That's right. And there's a certain theological group of people out there say, oh, you don't have a choice, you know. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, when we have to have a choice because even in Romans one twenty. They know God exists, and therefore, because they know God exists, they are without excuse. And they don't even want to retain in their minds the thought of God. That's a choice. Because God says in his word, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his, God, right? And, and I know that God here is not the same. I mean, the word used here is God in the plural form, but in the Old Testament, it would have been Elohim right in the plural form so uh, we could almost say elohim mm -hmm. yeah right I think so. so for since the creation of the world god's invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made you can look around and see god's hand in everything and not only god's hand but according to this even his eternal power and godhead mm -hmm. to me that is the enlightenment of god it's the illumination mm -hmm. of god uh in the hearts of of all of us whether we believe or not he still does that for everybody right. and then it comes down to our choice when he knocked on the door of my heart i had to open the door mm -hmm. when he called unto me i had, had to, to answer yeah uh when he spoke to me, my old hippie friend said, God ever talks to you, man. To you. <laughs> dude, dude. And, I, and, but, and we did, Johnny. And, and see, that's 
That's the heavenly moment for God, for God so loved the world that he, he did this. Right. He sent his son. Right. And the world is not the earth, it's the it's people. people. Yeah. For God so loved the people. And when he speaks to us and he's provided this for us and he illuminates us and we say, yes, pleases the father. Mm-hmm. He claims us. He adopts us. Yeah. He writes our name in the book of life. Some people think maybe it was already there. I don't know. that. God, I have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But but we're at that moment, we're quickened. We're made, old English word quickened means he makes us now alive spiritually. We are, we receive the Holy Spirit and the lights really come on now. Right. And that so pleases the Father. That was right. his purpose in creation. We're the apple of his eye. Well, you talked about creation. You say creation. <clears throat> That's what he's talking about. You can see it through creation that he exists because. Dude, this had to happen from a creator. It's just too well organized. Time and chance? I think not. Look at your hand and, uh, you know, the finger bone connected to the hand bone, hand mm-hmm. bone connected to the wrist bone, and the, the brain and sight mm-hmm. and sound and, you know, pick up the pen. Time and chance? Uh, I don't think so. I, it just, there's, there's way too much complication in the design. Mm-hmm intricacy today we call it intelligent i say extremely intelligent (laughs) there's there's so much intricacy and somebody comes along says uh time and chance right yeah and the bible says that through what you see that you know there's a god and you see his eternal power and you see the godhead being the father son holy spirit so that a non-believer is without excuse. That's what the Bible says, right? And what happens in verse 21 is we're going to see as we go down this. In verse 21, what do we see from people? One, they do not honor God. In Romans one twenty-one, because although they knew God or they knew there is a God or there was a God when they looked, They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. And so they didn't honor God. And then they claimed to be wise, but they are fools. This whole chapter is what is used in theology to explain the depravity of man. Man minus God equals all of this. And it's, it's a sad state. Romans one twenty two. Romans one twenty two actually well it says this professing to be wise they became fools. Boy, that is today. Mm-hmm. Ever gaining in knowledge but never coming to the understanding of truth. Yeah. That's today. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is increasing and wisdom is depleting. <laughs> and um uh what is Klaus Schwab's right hand man? Uh, Har- uh Har- Harari Harari. Uh, no, something Noah Harari. Noah Yavi Harari or something like that, right? Personification of the devil. Yeah. Pure evil. Pure evil. But here's what I find interesting. He says, (laughs) dude, they're all hypocrites and anyway. He professes himself to be wise. He well, and here's what he said. I was listening to one of his speeches and he says, There is no God. And the day is coming when we're going to be like gods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just, just said there's no God. Johnny, I can explain that to you. Two plus two is five. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
literally in the same sentence, there is no God. And then he says, we're going to be like gods. He is the spirit of Antichrist, isn't he? Oh my, he is. Harari, H-A-R-A-R-I. Something, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yusef or Noah, middle name Noah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. Noah Harari. <laughs> look him up, gang. He is pure He's, evil. Listen, seriously, look him up. Yeah. This dude, this dude is talking about taking us back to Genesis chapter six days. Ha hacking the human genome and the human brain and programmable. And no, no. He already says that they have the ability yeah, yeah. that man will not have the ability to call on God. Because it'll genetically change us to be kind of demonic, like kind of like as the days of Noah were, so also should the coming of the Son of Man be. And I'm convinced that the days of Noah is not everyone's heart is set on evil continuously, but that we become mixed breed. Yeah. I have a podcast, the, the genetic uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to go listen to it. The genetic apocalypse. <laughs> we'll go into that a lot more deeply, but you need to look up uh, Harari. And what I just found interesting again is because of, they claim to be wise, but they're fools. And he's like, there is no God, but we're going to be like gods. You see <laughs> what Harari is saying is the demonic human side of what we're reading in Romans exactly. chapter one. It's like, here it is from God mm -hmm. and here it is from Satan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God will give them up to their reprobate mind. He'll get, listen, you want it? It's yours. And what we find from Harari and many, many, well, anyone that denies Christ will fall under this. They worship the creature rather than the creator. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is Romans one twenty three, and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. And that is what we have today. And when you deny Christ, you are taking the glory of an incorruptible God and you are glorifying something else. You are into idolatry which god hates idolatry and yet that's what we become idolaters i'm looking at the next verse and i probably going to take your thunder here but i don't mind doing that <laughs> now take it in just a second paul specifies three things god surrendered to the wicked the next verse therefore let me read it yeah go ahead thanks john <laughs> Therefore, am I, am I sucking up the mic today? I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just excited about these truths. You dig out, you do oh, the work and I take yeah. the credit. It's the deal we make, worked out a long time ago. Therefore, Johnny does all that heavy lifting here. I just show up and throw in my two cents. You guys think I'm smart, but That's so funny. therefore they've already rejected God. They've spat in his face. They've mocked him. Yeah. Therefore God also, they started it. He finished it. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. So it kind of goes into the homosexual thing, kind of the ultimate blasphemy for humans to blaspheme God who created us in his own image, male and female, yep. for the purpose of procreation, yeah. to carry on his creation in a sense. And it was his divine plan. And man comes in and just spits God's plan right out, mocks it. And God said, okay, you didn't want me? Okay, I'll right. let you do your thing. I'm a gentleman. And here we are living in a world that embraces this and mocks us who hold to 
the scriptures. Yeah, and the word therefore literally takes you back to verse 20 where we started reading for since the creation of the world and how man is without excuse because they knew God but did not glorify him and they were not thankful and became futile, futile in their thoughts and foolish uh, in their hearts. And then 22, professing to be wise, they became fools and they changed the glory of the incorruptible mm. God. That's really the therefore, yeah. because they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible things that man can make. Therefore, verse 24, God gave them up because they crossed the line. They crossed the line. And God weeps yeah. when and people cross the line. Does God give up on people? No. God gives people exactly what they've asked for. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want God. They gave up God. God gave them up. To what? And that's the thing, right? He gives them up to uncleanness. And then he gives them up to verse 126 gives them up to vile passions where it says in 26 for this reason god gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And so God gives them up to vile passions. That's the homosexuality that we've talked about and why we don't agree with it, why we don't agree with the LGBTQIA and whatever else is getting added in there as time goes on. The Bible says that's vile passions and sense. And, and if you notice, okay. Help me out here, Duke, in all seriousness. How can someone say they're Christian and practice this lifestyle and argue that God made them that way? The answer to that is very simple. God is the boss. He he wrote the playbook, the rule book. Mm-hmm. They don't listen to the playbook. They don't listen to the rule book. They write their own rule book. And they can put anything in their rule book they want. So they gave up God for their own vile passions. They, they're exemplifying the text. So they would be the unrighteous and the wicked. Mm-hmm. They're exemplifying the text. Yeah. And after a while, God is like, okay, if that's what you want. Yeah. Second Thessalonians 2 talks about the rise of the Antichrist and the end day scenario. And of course, this it will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. We were promised by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that time is here. Second Thessalonians chapter two kind of explains this whole process. Does does God give up on people? And it says because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved, God will send them strong delusion. So it's just kind of a just a maybe a capsulating this whole Romans chapter one again, but in a in a maybe a tighter context. Because they received not the love of the truth. God gave them the truth. God loved them. God poured himself out to provide eternal life for all who will believe. And they've chosen not to believe. And they, they crossed the line. And when they crossed the line, that is verse 11 in Second Thessalonians 2. is 10 through 12, which we read earlier, right? 
And for this reason. For this reason, they've already crossed. Exactly. For this reason, for the reason that they want nothing to do with God. And God's like, okay, I'm like Burger King. Have it your way. (laughs) Right. And so for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And, and, and when that happens, there's no return. There's no return. Cross the line. There's no return, Duke. Jesus said not everyone, or uh, he said, no man can come to me except the Father draws him. And the Father draws and he provides and he draws. And then man makes his choice. And at that point, choice is made. Right, right. Yeah, and, and of course, we see in verse 9 of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it talks about the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the truth. Mm-hmm. Satan is going to present them to, with a lie. God presents them with a truth. And because they don't like God's truth, they choose to lie. Because let's, let's face it, man, the lie is so tantalizing. So seductive. And everybody likes to be part of the big team, even yes. though it's the losing team. Yeah, and so they will not be saved. And God literally will send a delusion. And God, and listen, to go back to the three specific things that God surrenders to the wicked, is he gives them over to the lust of their hearts in Romans one twenty four? He gave them over to the vile passions, their vile passions. That's that homosexuality. And then he gave them over to a debased mind or a depraved mind. Look here in one twenty eight, And even as they did not, and this is the thing, like this is their choice. Mm-hmm. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Let's, let's get past God. Let's move. We're not going to forget about him. Forget about him. We're not going to entertain that because that is really, if I, if I entertain God, then there's all of a sudden I can't do this and this and I can't buy his playbook. Oh my goodness. Can't do that. And even as they did not choose to retain God because they did not like the things of God. That's really what this is saying. God gave them a choice and holds them accountable for their choice. Absolutely. And it says God gave that because they didn't want to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind, a depraved mind to do the things they want to do, which are things that are not fitting. And then it goes on with the things that are not fitting. And this is a list 29, being filled. Who's being filled? Those who are denying Christ. This is what they're filled with. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Wrong on every issue. Every issue. Every issue. And it's interesting that it starts out with sexual Mm -hmm. immorality. And what is Satan using today more than anything? sexual immorality from from same sex to sex in the schools to pedophilia pedophilia to uh teaching kindergartners sex to uh, i don't know if you guys know but if you google this uh, or go on youtube because it's on youtube now i can't be on youtube because i'm offensive but this can be on youtube where california brought in uh someone from the lgbtq 
put a table up in the center of the classroom, a table, and this lady gets up on the table, assumes the position, and teaches the kids how to insert a dildo into the ant. Annally. Come, Lord Jesus. And we've, that is, dude, sexual. We've reached the bottom. Sexual immorality. God's not going to put up with this much longer. And if you look in Scripture, in almost every book of the Bible, it discusses sexual immorality because that is the number one tool of Satan, right? Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God. It goes on, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. Man, we're there today. Mm. How about disobedient to parents? The kids rule the homes today undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving. Have you, have you ever seen such a time like when COVID hit, how unloving people became? It was unbelievable. Rip your face off because you didn't have on a mask or rip your face off. Be- uh, anyway, that's good. Yeah, that, so <laughs> unforgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't need me chasing rabbits. You do a good job at it yourself, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, unloving, <laughs> unforgiving, unmerciful. Who, who, who? That's the people knowing the righteous judgment of God that those, because they're without excuse. Remember, we read that in verse 20. There is no God, but you'll be just like God. Harari. Yeah. Right. That's what, that was my thing. It's like, how, how much more contradictive can you get? Same paragraph. I heard it. I heard the speech. That those who practice such things are deserving of death. Holiness requires that. And then it says, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And hate those who don't. So those who practice it and those who approve of it fall in the same camp. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. Yeah. Because there's a lot of quote unquote Christians out there that are supporting this same sex transgender dysphoria that we have going on. And God's like, you support that you're going to be held accountable. And, oh, my goodness. And one of the things that I've realized is the depraved mind without the light of God will naturally run to evil, Mm -hmm. right? And unless it is checked by God's divine intervention, that evil will work out to the full extent of its depravity. Mm Mm-hmm. But grace can kick in at any time and rescue these people from their depravity. Yeah. And we, we participate in a whole bunch of this ourselves, but God's grace was uh, sufficient. Yeah. Enoch, and we said yes. There, there's an area I'd like to jump well, and, in. You want to wrap this yeah. part? Because I, I have a little illustration. Yeah, there. Just real quick. I just want to go back and remind you as we went through this that God didn't give up on man. God just simply gave man over to the desires of his heart. Mm-hmm. When when man gave up on God, God said, "Okay, here you go. There you go. I'll give Boy, you. I'll give they, you what you asked for." Do they prove God right or what? Every time. Every time. Every time. I remember as a young believer trying to share my faith, and I would see people who were religious, but they were clearly lost. They denied Christ. 
uh, had a grandmother who was Jehovah's Witness, and they they deny the doctrine of Christ, right. and they're very legalistic in in what they believe. And yet they're so sincere so many times. And I was struggling like, oh, God, why? Hey, my grandma came to Jesus. You'll meet her one day in heaven. Nice. And uh, her, her testimony was amazing. But the first couple years, her religion uh, told her that, that I was damned and that I'm going to go to sleep for eternity someday. They, they don't say there's any. They deny hell, mm-hmm. but that, that I was lost. And she saw the working of God in my heart. She came to Christ. Well, anyway, I would see people that were seemed to be so sincere in their religion or whatever it was. And I'm like, how, how can this be? How can this be? And then I realized Jesus explained it to me. It's so simple. I get so complicated when I listen to man and all their arguments, yeah. listen to Oprah Winfrey, I get so totally confused. And then I listened to Jesus and he said, if you seek, you'll find, you'll find. And that's, that's from the, that's from the inner part of our soul. Do we seek in, in hippies? You know, we right. talked about, yeah, I mean, we're just, who am I, man? Where am I? Where'd I come from? Where am I gone? But, and I know some hippies just did that because it was the thing to say. But for some of us, a lot of us, I really meant that. Mm-hmm. Who am I? And let God explain it to me. But here's, here's what I find that the problem is. And this has been all through history, all through history. Foolish men have attempted to bring God down to their yeah. level. And people will deny the Bible because it doesn't make sense to them, but then they believe some far out f- yeah. crazy Here comes stuff. Elvis, Elvis coming in, the Hale Bob Comet, and going to yeah. take us all to a, a place to inhabit a new planet, you know? And it's like, where did you get that? Well, that just makes sense to me. Well, it doesn't make sense to anybody. I ran into that in Florida, this old dude from. Cleveland, Ohio, uh, uh, he, 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 we could be get chit-chat. He was very physically fit, and we got talking about things. And, and, and he, he said he Elvis that. is coming back. Yeah, yeah, he's ready to go out on a, his – he thinks that uh, religion is stupid, but uh, a comet will come in and with some spacecraft and yeah. take us all to another so, planet. Uh, so there's another Harari. Religion is stupid, but here's my religious belief. Yeah. <laughs> Two plus two is five, right? And listen, guys, I just want you to know that when we choose our own way, when we try to bring God down to our level, when we try to make God fit our theology rather than uh, us fitting into God's theology, that is a direct violation of the first two of the Ten Commandments that we would find in Exodus uh, 21 through 5. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God. And whether you believe in God or not, he's your personal, God. personal thing to God. And he's, listen, he says, I am your God. What did, what did Jesus say to Satan? Don't tempt the Lord, your God. See, what people don't realize is when Jesus died, he died for everyone. So therefore God purchased all of humanity. But God is only going to take the part of humanity that chooses Jesus and chooses him. And the rest he lets go do whatever they want. He gives them over to the reprobate mind. This is what we're talking about. But in two, he says, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. And then verse four, he says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Now, not jealous of you, 
Jealous for you. Jealous for you. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah. And so... I'm jealous over my wife. Mm -hmm. I'm jealous over my kids. I love your kids, yep. but I'm jealous over my kids. Right? That And, and that's, that's holiness. That's holiness. And that, that jealousy that I feel for my wife and kids and grandkids, God feels that for me. I don't yep. understand why he does that for me, but I know he does because he says so. And that's what he's talking about here. And that humbles me. Yeah. It should, wonder. right? Because here's the God of the universe, man. That I have value to him. Yeah. And he wants to use me, give me everlasting life, and uh, save me for free and pay me to serve him. It's like, what a God. I'm so, in. so the direct result of God's giving them over to the reprobate mind, I read in Romans 1, 29 through 32. You can go back and read that. I'm not going to forsake a time, but that gets really ugly. Mm -hmm. That paints a really ugly picture. And so here's the verdict. John three nineteen, I believe, is the verdict. Yes, sir. I agree. Where it says, and this is the condemnation. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, light being the truth, right? If we're, if we're going to talk about the light, it is uh, Jesus Christ comes in. He's the light of the world, has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, truth, because their deeds were evil. And then that is where we're at today is men love their evil deeds more than they love the truth. And that's why, that's why they, that's why darkness comes to life. And now they're banning truth. And now they're banning social platforms. Truth. Yeah. So the condemnation is that the light, the truth has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the truth because their deeds were evil. And the sad fact is that sometimes God gives us what we want. Mm -hmm. And this we find in Psalm 81, 11 through 12. But my people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. And that's what God does. Does God give up on people? Nope. God just surrenders your will to you. Yeah. And then there comes a time when he told his disciples uh, that were trying to win people whose hearts were hard. He said, just there comes a time you just have to cast the dust from off your feet and go on to somebody who will listen. Yeah. That's hard for me because I don't give up easy. Right. But the, the reality is uh, we have to give up if, I mean, <clears throat> I say we have to give up. I've, what was really interesting, there's a movie out and it's, it's such a, I mean, it's, it's an okay movie, but it's called Catch Me If You Can. Tom Hanks, and, and I think I've shared this before, but it's Tom Hanks and um, DiCaprio. And DiCaprio is a check writer, right? He, he prints bad checks, writes bad checks, and Tom Hanks is a detective, and he chases this cat all around the world, right? And then one day, he just stops. And DiCaprio calls him and he's like, he drops a hint of where he's going to be. And Tom Hanks says, I'm not going to be there. I'm done. I'm not chasing you anymore. And this is all based on a true story, by the way. And so then DiCaprio, toward the end of the, of the movie, Tom Hanks is like, I'm not chasing you anymore. We're just not doing the cat and mouse game. I'm, I'm done. And about a week later, DiCaprio turns himself in. <laughs> because it was all about the, it was all about the, the, chase. the chase right and sometimes 
we just got to let the people go and live out whatever they're going to live out and pray that they that they yeah. surrender before God lets them go. I like to use the phrase, I'll go on, but I won't give up. Mm-hmm. I have uh, family members right. that I prayed for for I, 40 years. And, there you go. And I'll never give up praying yeah. for them. But in the meantime, I'm not going to be locked down into their little box and mm-hmm. surrender to their non-biblical thinking. I'll just go on and try to be fruitful for God and right. pray, and maybe God will open their eyes someday. But uh, he does. I'm glad he doesn't give up on us. Amen. He didn't give up. And we were so deep in sin. He never gave up right. on us. He chased us down. Thank well, you. Well, then that's the thing. He chases us down, but after a while, he will give up. He'll give us over to our, our selfish, sinful desires. And the problem is, we don't know when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, in Romans chapter one, and I know it's a heavy chapter. Paul shows how the wicked made a choice to reject God. And that choice set them on a downward spiral of increasing darkness and decreasing hope. As the godless run further away from God, God intervenes less and less. And the spirit's restraint of those that are running starts backing off and there's no more restraint. And then when that restraint's removed, wickedness follows every time i pray guys i pray that you surrender to the holy spirit before that time comes hey guys if this is help please like share subscribe and follow and until next time god bless